0: Welcome back to the Let's Be Friends podcast. This is your host, Kara. This episode is called, Is It Real? We're going to be looking into Israel and all the things happening there right now and all the way back to the beginning of time to really understand and kind of like take a look at what's happening there and just what the heck is going on in this world in general. This is a touchy topic and I've kind of waited to sort of address it. But when I first talked about it on social media, I talked about it in context of ants and who shook the jar because it's really not about the actual conflict that we see happening in front of our eyes, but rather the agenda behind the conflict and who is creating that and why they're trying to shake the jar. Because if you, okay, so if you look at, Red and black ants, they never fight until someone shakes the jar. If you collect 100 black ants and 100 fire ants and you put them in a glass jar, nothing will happen. But if you take that jar, shake it violently, and you leave it on the table, the ants will start killing each other. Red believes that black is the enemy, while black believes that red is the enemy, when the real enemy is the person who shook the jar. The same is true in society. Um, like, Israel versus Palestine, before we fight each other, we must ask ourselves, who shook the jar? So who is Israel? Well, most people think of Israel today, they think of the country, Israel, the land, um, and the kind of fake borders that have been put up by man. But if you look biblically at what Israel is, Israel is believers, people who believe in Jesus, followers of Christ. Israel is us. God tells us in the Bible that Israel was born out of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Abraham is Isaac's dad, and Isaac is Jacob's dad. God tells Abram, I will make you into a great nation, and I will bless you. I will make your name great, and you will be a blessing. I will bless those who bless you, and whoever curses you I will curse. And all peoples on earth will be blessed through you. Genesis twelve two through 3 And Abraham, or Abraham, who was married to Sarah, had eight children, eight sons, actually. But um, Isaac, his second son, was born through Sarah, his wife. They struggled to conceive a child. And so she actually gave him permission to have a child, because she thought she was barren, with one of her maids. And he birthed Ishmael, his first son, And then after that, Sarah got pregnant with Isaac, and this was the son that God promised Abraham. Um, He had always promised Sarah and him that they would have a son, but they just didn't believe it, and they lost hope, and that's why Sarah was like, yeah, okay, go ahead, and you can be with my maid, and he birthed Ishmael. And I believe that Islam comes from Ishmael, right? Or involves Ishmael. I don't know a lot about that. But basically... As you know, Sarah died, and then Abraham had six other sons. But the reason that Isaac is so important is because that was God's promise to Abraham. And through him, he said that Israel would be born. And that's God's chosen people. That's like the spiritual Israel. You know, it's not the country Israel. But God tested Abraham by asking him to sacrifice Isaac and that's so cool. That, like the Not cool that he asked him to do that. Not cool at all, God. Talk about testing your faith. But the Old Testament and the New Testament seem to mirror each other. Because we have Jesus coming in the New Testament, God's only son, to be sacrificed. And then Abraham in the Old Testament, all the way in the beginning in Genesis, is tested to sacrifice his chosen son from God. His spe- it's really his special son. Because Sarah had given up that she could have a kid. She was like 500 years old. Could you imagine? So we are Israel, the ones who follow Jesus, um, not the land, Israel, the state of Israel. That's just the man-made version, basically created by the Rothschilds. Um, Like Satan has to counterfeit everything that God does. So, And how else best for Satan to counterfeit God's spiritual Israel? than by creating this false physical one. So, the country in itself was created by the Rothschilds after World War II, and the Holocaust displaced the Jews, so they needed a place to go. The conspiracy angle is that was why the war was orchestrated to even begin with, to create Israel, World War II. We are going to talk all about the World War One, Two, II, and Three, and Albert Pike, who is um, one of the main fathers of the Masonic system in the United States, how he pre- now, I would say predicted, but it's not predicted. I think it's scripted, the wars. And we're going to talk about the Rothschilds and the role that they've played in creating the banking system and uh, the state of Israel. And we are also going to talk about an article put out by The Vigilant Citizen, which is very interesting, about how the October 7th attacks on Israel were allowed to happen. So is it real? Israel... Unfortunately, we really need to start talking about the Rothschilds. Everybody probably knows who they are. They're an Illuminati, I guess, bloodline family. They were at one point the richest family in the world in the 1800s. They've been thought to have funded both sides of the world wars. And um, even the horrors of World War II, as I was just mentioning, were probably to get the public behind the creation of Israel as a state. And the Rothschilds had a huge part in asking and trying to get the government to make Israel state with the Balfour Declaration, which was issued by the British government in 1917 during the First World War, announcing its support for the establishment of a national home for the Jewish people in Palestine, then an Ottoman region with a small minority of Jewish population. The declaration was contained in a letter dated November 2nd, 1917 from the United Kingdom's foreign secretary, Arthur Balfour, to Lord Rothschild, a leader in the British Jewish community. For transmission to the Zionist Federation of Great Britain and Ireland, the text of the declaration was published in press on November 9th, 1917. So this is an interesting angle on the Balfour Declaration from Actually, the History Channel, the legacy of the Balfour de- Declaration. So basically, the, the Rothschilds and the um, Foreign Secretary Arthur Balfour, who wrote it, were saying that the Jews needed a place to live and that, the, you know, after World War Two it really proved that the Jews needed a place to live. So they first asked for this in 1917. And then after World War II and what happened with the Holocaust, it was like, whoa, look, the Jewish people do need this. So here's the legacy of the Balfour Declaration. The influence of the Balfour Declaration on the course of post-war events was immediate. According to the mandate system created by the Treaty of Versailles in 1919, Britain was entrusted with the temporary administration of Palestine with the understanding that it would work on behalf of both its Jewish and Arab inhabitants. Many Arabs in Palestine and elsewhere were outraged by their failure to receive the nationhood and self-government they had been led to expect in return for their participation in the war against Turkey. In the years after World War I, the Jewish population in Palestine increased dramatically, along with the instances of Jewish-Arab violence. Remember, this is from the History Channel. The area's instability led Britain to delay making a decision on Palestine's future. But the aftermath of World War II and the terrors of the Holocaust Growing international support for Zionism led to the official declaration of, in 1948 in the, of the nation of Israel. Crazy that happened in 1947, 1948. That is just when everything happened. It's it's no coincidence. So to sum up the Balfour Declaration and its importance and what we're discussing today, is it real? The declaration was very real, but for sure, come on, that was see how it's scripted. Um, the Rothschilds you know, were super rich. They created the banking empire. They had tons of pull. Clearly, they were using people in politics, this Balfour guy, Arthur Balfour, to write this declaration to create the state of Israel, which they first asked for at the Balfour Declaration in 1917 during the First World War. And then after the horrors of World War II on the Jewish people, it proved they needed it. And then this is what the History Channel tells us. The area's instability led Britain to delay the instability of the Palestine, you know, the violence and stuff that was going on there, though they agreed to participate in the war against Turkey. They didn't get their own state like Israel did. Ah, It's just crazy. Okay. Let's talk a little bit about the Star of Rempham, which is also known as the Star of David, which we see on the Israel flag. Wanna hear the whole episode, hear the whole story? membership. I don't have any advertisements in this podcast or any sponsorship. I just offer the membership. It's only $8 a month. When you sign up, you get like 60 episodes and um, about two to four new ones every month. It includes the Symbolism Syndrome Radio Dispatch in which I break down posts from that Instagram page, which is about pop culture, symbolism and the occult in culture. I also have... Let's hang out Candid Chats with me where we feel like we're just two friends hanging out and we do monthly hangouts and live events and so much more. Also, my memoir, Here Comes Trouble, will be publishing this February. But if you want to get it early, you can pre-order a special limited edition. I think there's 20 copies left. I'm only doing a small run of 100. And those will be available early in January Thank you all for your support. Thank you for being my friend. God bless you and have a great day.